Well, hello, and I want to welcome you to the Victory Church Weekly Podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Horton. I'm here to bring you a short message that's designed to help you become all that God created you to be and to live your life to the fullest. Thank you so much for listening. Let's get into today's message. Well, it is an exciting day to be alive, so glad to be with you on our Victory Church weekly podcasts. I appreciate you listening and hope you're getting something from this. You know, Psalm 118.24, is, uh, we turned it into a song in the 1970s when I came to the Lord, and people would often quote that. Don't hear it as much today as I did then, but I really like it. And the psalm simply says, this is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. And you know, uh, through the years, I have determined that um, life really uh, becomes what you choose it to become. And if you'll become a positive person, look beyond the negative and look to the positive in every vein of life, that God will show you the way out of problems, into blessing, into answered prayer, and into his purposes for your life. So I hope you're having a, this is the day that the Lord has made day. It's what I hope. Look, I want to do something I have never done on my podcast today. And, um, you know, I have uh, eight grandchildren and one on the way, one to be born in October. And uh, another little girl, we're excited about that. Um, but I want to say congratulations to um, actually my first grandchild, and he, Loic Horton, hello Loic, uh, is uh, seven years of age, will be eight in November, and I just wanted to give a shout out to Loic. I'm very proud of him. He is the sweetest young man you would ever meet. He's very gracious, very kind, very inquisitive, very smart, and Loic, I just found out, went to visit the family my son's family yesterday, just for a few minutes, and uh, found out that Loic had passed his tests and has graduated from first grade to the second grade. Way to go, Loic. And Loic, I just found out this yesterday, Loic listens to uh, the podcasts uh, that I have here. And I was surprised to hear that, but I was so glad to hear that. So Loic, I appreciate you listening. Young man, I love you, my my little guy, he's my friend, he's my, he's my buddy, so I uh, hope you enjoy today. Anyway, I have been talking about healing by faith in Jesus' sacrifice, and uh, it's taking me, it's going to take me a number of weeks to get through this. I taught this uh, not quite three years ago, but I feel like I need to again because there'll never be a time in your life that you don't need faith in God for healing either for yourself or for someone else that you know. So uh, we have been talking about healing by faith in God's Word, uh, healing by faith in Jesus' sacrifice for us on the cross, and we're talking about how to receive healing by faith. So again, healing is available to the believer by faith. In the same way that we exercise faith for salvation, we can also exercise our personal faith in God for the healing of our uh, physical body. So again, the same sacrifice of Jesus that forgives our sin can also heal us of sickness and, and disease 
if we will believe the word of God for healing in the same way that we believe the word of God for salvation. And I've, I've made these kinds of comments over the past number of podcasts. Let me say it again. Faith is like a muscle. And, you know, you've got to exercise muscles against the challenges of life for the muscle to grow and to remain. You know, I broke my arm 10 years ago. I ride uh, bicycles on the Noose River Trail, and sometimes I go long distances now. But in the formative uh, days of my bike riding, I started riding in October of 2012. And then by January of 2013, I broke my arm in a fall on my bicycle on the Noose River Trail here, here in Raleigh. And, uh, and, you know, I had to go through the process to allow the bone to mend back together and such. And it was a very painful experience, of course. But, but in, the, in the process of that, for a period of time, my arm just had to be in a sling. And I couldn't move it. They didn't want me to bother it. They just wanted to, me to, to, to leave it as it was and allow, you know, the healing that God programmed in our bodies to affect a healing in my bone and for it to grow together. And I had to do that in the process of that. Of course, you know, my, my muscles atrophied and I, I could hardly lift my arm. In fact, the muscles, you know, in my shoulder just kind of said, you know, buddy, we're going to help you not pick that arm up. We're going to help you not use that arm. So they atrophied and, and, you know, became to where I could hardly move my arm. And I had to actually go to a physical therapist who, God bless all of you physical therapists, I mean, uh, they put me through the ringer, so to speak, and, and forced me to do things that I didn't feel like doing because it hurt. They hurt me. Every time I got through with a physical ser- therapist, I said, that hurts. And he said, it's supposed to because you're stretching, you're going beyond. So I actually had to get the muscle back in my arm. And now I do physical exercises and weights and such, and I have a strong muscle again, but the muscle atrophy. So that's what your faith does. If you don't use your faith against the circumstances of life, the, the, the faith that God gave you when you came to Jesus, it will atrophy. It won't work, and it will be non-productive. My muscle on my left arm was non-productive for a period of time, and it took a while to get it back in shape and get it back in gear, and it, take, it took some going through some real pain uh, and somebody forcing my hand to do that with physical therapy for it to do that. And that's the way your faith is. Keep your faith going. Always have a faith project. Always be believing God for something by faith. I'm constantly believing God for the health and healing of my physical body. And I want to encourage you to do that uh, the same way. So again, uh, the potential for faith is there when we hear the word. What turns the hearing of what the Bible says about us for, for healing into faith for healing is that we choose to put it into practice. And so many today hear, but few practice what they hear. So, so I encourage you, don't wait till a big crisis comes to begin exercising faith for God uh, in divine healing. Start with the small things of life. Start with a hangnail. You know, there's things that come on the end of your uh, finger and fingernail there, and it just hurts when you rub it up against. Start by believing God for that to be healed. Start for a cut to believe in God for a cut to be healed. I burned, I burned my arm July the fourth, really severely on my grill. I just happened to look at the temperature gauge; it was 500 degrees, and I touched that thing, and I was sweating because it was hot outside. You could hear the searing singe as I touched the, and it hurt. I touched the grill with my arm, the interior of my arm, my right arm. Hurt so bad. You know what I did? 
you know, I did all the natural things. I put it under water. I put some aloe vera on it, and I think some, uh, 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 anyway, something else on it, lavender. And uh, But, you know, I believed God. And, and I right then, I say, I pray. I said, Father, I ask you to heal this uh, terrible, it was a really terrible burn. It's a scab now. It's been a few week, couple of weeks. But, uh, boy, it was really tough. And, you know, uh, I, I was I believed God that it would not be infected, that it would heal normally and naturally, and that I would not have a scar on my arm as a result of the burn. Now, I the, when I did it, that's what I did. I prayed. I prayed for myself. I asked God to heal my arm and, and just believe God. Now, you know, you say, well, well, Pastor, wouldn't your body just naturally take effect and go ahead and heal the burn? You know, everything, anything can happen. So why not go ahead and exercise faith in God? and expect him to do what he said he would do, even in the small things. So I took advantage of that. It was a mistake I made by putting my arm on the grill. But see, I, I use that as a way to just keep my faith going, always keep that muscle working, keep it use, keep using it. Does that make sense? So, you know, we our faith must be used to, to continue to develop and to grow just like our muscles we don't exercise them, they will get smaller and they'll fail to work for us the way that they should. So again, many hear the word, but few practice the word. Be, be one of those that hears the word, like James 1, 20, 22 says, be hearers of the word, not just be doers of the word, not just hearers only, get it backwards, uh, uh, deceiving yourself. So uh, question today, where is your faith? Now, I'm talking about different levels of faith, and I'm going to go through these uh, uh, for a few of the podcasts. There are several levels of faith the Bible talks about uh, in the New Testament. Great faith, weak faith, strong faith, little faith, growing faith. So again, great faith. The Bible talks about weak faith. The Bible talks about strong faith. The Bible talks about little faith. The Bible talks about growing faith. So again, if you want to know where you are, we need to assess where, assess where we are so our faith can grow in life's endeavors. So, you know, just be honest where you are so you can grow from there. And so, you know, don't get on yourself for where you are. Just listen and assess where you are as I go through these. And then locate yourself and, and then grow. Last podcast, I looked at one of the kinds of faith the Bible talks about, which is great faith. Great faith believes what God says and acts like it is true right now. See, a person with great faith simply believes the word, period, by itself, prays, and then believes that what God says is true. He or she then speaks only what they believe about their physical healing. So that is great faith. And that's something we should all shoot for is great faith. You say, well, pastor, I'm just not there yet. Well, get in the word, start acting in the small areas of life that aren't life and death, and start believing God for physical healing when things come up on, in your regular everyday life. If you stub your toe in the, in the dark, getting up, going to the bathroom, believe God to heal your sore toe that you said maybe more than ouch when you hit it on a piece of furniture. Believe God for everything in your life. See, when, when we do that, you know, we begin to develop our faith and keep that muscle uh, growing. Today, I want to look at the next kind of faith the New Testament talks about, which is the opposite of strong faith is weak faith 
or great faith, it's weak faith. And here you find this in Romans chapter 4, verses 16 through 18. So here I read New King James translation. Therefore, it is, that is, the promise is of faith that it might be according to grace so that the promise might be sure to all the seed, not only to those who are of the law, but to those who are of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. So the promise to Abraham that he would be the father of a multitude uh, was of faith so that God's grace could work in his life. Anything that Jesus provides for us in his death, burial, and resurrection is what we receive by the grace of God. The grace of God is God's hand outstretched with everything that we need that pertains to our natural life and our spiritual life. And, and so grace is God's outstretched hand, and faith is us reaching up and grabbing hold of God's outstretched hand with everything we need for salvation, baptism with the Holy Spirit, divine healing, victory over circumstances, answered prayer, etc. You know, we receive that by faith. So he says again, therefore it's a faith that it might be according to grace so that the promise might be sure to all the seed, not only to those who are of the law, but those who are of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. Verse 17, as it's written, I've made you a father of many nations in the presence of him whom he believed God, who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did, who, contrary to hope, believed in hope that, so that he might become the father of many nations, according to what was spoken, so shall your descendants be. Then verse 19 of Romans 4, and not being weak, in faith. Now he starts talking about weak faith here. So it says Abraham was the opposite. He, Abraham wasn't weak in faith. He was strong in faith. But what does weak faith do? So here it is. And being not weak in faith, he did not consider his own body already dead since he was about a hundred years old and the deadness of Sarah's womb. So if he wasn't weak in faith, if he was strong in faith, what did he do? He didn't consider the circumstance. He saw it, but he didn't consider it, or he didn't act on it. What does weak faith do? Weak faith looks at the circumstance. If Abraham had had weak faith, he would have looked at how old he was, how old his wife was, and said, God said we'd have a child, but my wife is 90, and I'm 100, and 90-year-old women can't have babies. And usually 100-year-old men aren't going aren't gonna to help their wives have babies. That's real. But, you know, he looked beyond that. He wasn't weak in faith. He didn't look at the circumstance. So weak faith looks at the circumstance. Romans 14, 1 and 2, you find there's another passage in the New Testament that talks about weak faith. And it says this in Romans 14, verse 1, Receive one who is weak in the faith, but not to disputes over doubtful things. For one believes he may eat all things, but he who is weak eats only vegetables. So again, a person with weak faith looks at things other than the Word of God. They're looking at the circumstance. They're looking at the feelings. They're looking at other people's opinions over and above what God says in his word. Weak faith looks around, or strong faith, great faith looks at God and his word. So, you know, for instance, um, you know, we just came through the COVID thing the last number of years, 
And I told people then, listen, if symptoms attack you, you have to make a decision. Am I willing to believe what God says about me in spite of the thoughts and feelings and all of the media and all of the things that are said about how awful and terrible COVID are? Am I willing to take the step of faith and believe that I receive healing uh, before the symptoms subside? And I would tell people, look, if you get a sniffle and a sore throat, immediately begin to believe God. Get into the Word. Get your faith built up on the Word. Then act like God has answered your prayer. Or, are you, you know, when symptoms attack and things happen, are you going to step back and be cautious? And you know what I noticed during the COVID episode is a lot of people stepped back and chose to do nothing. And you know what happened to them? They lost a lot of their faith. That was an opportune time to believe God. It was an opportune time to trust God in the middle of, of crazy looking circumstances. See, weak faith looks at circumstances. Strong faith looks at God through his word. We have to act on what we believe. I want you to notice again that Abraham was not weak in faith. Uh, what would weak faith have done again in Abraham's life? It would have looked at his 100-year-old body, like I said. It would have looked at Sarah's 90-year-old body. But see, Abraham looked beyond his body. He looked beyond Sarah's body and looked at God's promises of that he would have a child in his old age. He chose to look beyond the symptoms, look beyond what he could see, and believe what God says in his word. See, weak faith puts more confidence in what we can see and feel than it does in what God says. Arthur S. Way's translation, a, a really a wonderful translation of some of the um, of, um, of Paul's epistles in, in the New Testament, A.S. Way, and it says, And his faith, speaking of Abraham, was not weak, and notice it's when he took note of his own physical condition, a man with one foot in the grave, who was about 100 years old, and the loss of vital power, in Sarah's womb. But when he turned his eyes towards the promises of God, there came no distrust to make him waver. Nay, rather it was by faith that he was filled with viral vigor when once he had by trusting in God rendered glory to him. I, I, I love that. See, 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 Abraham, Abraham looked beyond the physical senses, looked beyond the circumstance looked beyond what he could see and feel and looked to what God promised. And his faith was based on God, what God promised, not on what he could see and feel. J.B. Phillips' translation of, um, of verse uh, 20 uh, and 19, actually 19, uh, says, With undaunted faith, he, Abraham, looked at the facts. So you see, faith doesn't ignore problems. It doesn't ignore circumstances. It, do, it doesn't ignore symptoms. No faith may acknowledge they're there, but then looks beyond them to the promises of God. And that's what Abraham did. I'm sure every time he f walked around, he was reminded, you're a hundred-year-old man, buddy. And and it could be that every time he looked at Sarah, he, he had to know that, you know, she's a 90-year-old lady. I've been married to her a long time. But you know what? He looked beyond those facts to the promises of God. God promised that in their old age, they would have a baby. And see, Abraham chose to act in faith. That is, look beyond the circumstance, look beyond the thoughts, look beyond the feelings, and look at the Word of God. Again, to build our faith up, faith comes by hearing God's Word. So we've got to look away from the feelings, 
Look away from the circumstances, even though they're looking at us perhaps, and look at the Word. That is the cure for weak faith. Weak faith is weak. Listen to this. Weak faith is weak because of what it looks at. So, so let me ask you a question. Are you looking at your problems? Are you looking at the symptoms? Or are you looking at the solution? The solutions are found in the Word of God. 2 Corinthians 4.18 While we do not look at the things seen, but at the things not seen. Okay, things that are seen are temporary. Things that are not seen are eternal. So let me encourage you again. Cheer up if you have weak faith. You say, well, Pastor, what you're telling me is I got weak faith because I look at the circumstances all the time. I'm constantly thinking about what I'm feeling and what it looks like. Well, well, you say, you say, well, Pastor, I got weak faith. There's a cure. What's the cure? Take time to listen like to these podcasts, things like this, and to read the word about healing. And you know what happens? Your weak faith will eventually turn into strong faith if you choose not only to hear and read the word about healing, but put it into practice. See, meditation in the word is the cure for weak faith. Take the scriptures that promise healing and let them revolve over and over and over in your mind. That is meditation. I'm not talking about Eastern metaphysical meditation where you get a mantra, a little word, and say it over and over a thousand times. That's not, that's stupidity. No, that's not, that's not meditating in the Word. Meditation in the Word is taking a verse of Scripture and letting it revolve over and over and over in your mind. I've done this, y'all, for decades. Listen, I mean, just about every single day. I don't really know of a day that goes by that in some way I don't do this. I often wake up in the middle of the night, and if I wake up, I don't know why, I usually wake up between 2.30 and 3, and when I do, I look at the clock, but the second thing I do is I close my eyes back, and I just often will bring up the healing scriptures, and I've got lots of them in my mental storage since I have been in the Lord for almost 47 years. I just bring them up and meditate on them until I go back to sleep, so... So again, meditate in the Word, and then throughout the day, I meditate on healing scriptures many times. So again, meditation builds the Word into your spirit. Meditation in the Word is the first part of the cure for weak faith. Second part of the cure for weak faith is acting on what you meditate on. So again, if you're afraid because of what you see and feel, maybe you've got symptoms in your body, build the Word up. In your spirit, God always watches over his word. If you say you're standing in faith for healing, ask yourself some simple questions. Ask yourself this, what scriptures am I looking at? What scriptures am I personally believing that prove that what I have asked God for is mine? If I ask you that question and you say, well, I'm not really standing on any any scriptures in particular, then that's what you're going to get, nothing in particular. You've got to believe the promises of God. Here's a couple of anecdotes as I close today. I've mentioned this before. It bears repeating, and I have a reason for mentioning this, and I think I mentioned it here a few podcasts ago, but it bears repeating because here it is. I'm thinking about it again today. Back in 1982, I developed warts on both hands. And you've heard me talk about that before. It was a big deal to me as a, you know, I was uh, 20... Um, uh, 20, uh, 21, 22 years of age. 
And I just developed warts on both hands. I had 21 warts, and they got compound W, and I stuck the white dot, the compound W, which is some kind of an acid that just makes the top of the wart rock hard and, and supposedly melts it off of your body. You know? So I did that. And, but I got convicted by the Lord by doing that, because, and he began to ask me, what are you doing? And uh, so, well, I'm putting some compound W on these warts because they look terrible. And he said, why don't you trust me? And you know what? It convicted me. And I said, okay, I got it. So I, I prayed. I actually put my hands together and said, Father, uh, warts are um, a skin virus, and I, I curse this virus in the name of Jesus, and I ask you to heal this skin virus. All 21 of them, may they dissipate and completely disappear. And when I said amen, amen means so be it. That's it. It's done. And when, when I finished praying, uh, the first thing I heard in my mind, well, won't you look and see and see if they're gone. And you know what I said? I don't need to look and see if they're gone. God promised me if I prayed, whatever you desire when you pray, Mark eleven twenty four, believe you receive and you will have. I prayed and I believe I receive healing. And I don't believe I receive healing based on what I can see. I, be, I believe I receive healing based on what God said. So I immediately changed and made a choice. I'm not going to consciously look at my hands to see if the warts have dissipated and disappeared. I started a particular day. I believed God. And I did not look at my hands on purpose. Now, obviously, you know, you're washing your hands. You go to the bathroom, wash your hands. Your hands are dirty. Wash your hands. You know, you're shaving, to grooming yourself, you know, washing your hair, combing your hair, yada, yada. Um, you're going to look. I can't help but see your hands. So I could tell over the ensuing days and weeks that, that, you know, obviously the warts were still there. I didn't put any more compound W on them because I believe I received my healing. And I was going to do it all by faith. And, you know, all I can tell you is I stopped consciously looking at my hands. And several weeks went by. And one day I was uh, at the sink in my bathroom and I was uh, grooming myself. I had hair at the time. I was 22, I think. And uh, and I was shaving and all that. And so, you know, uh I just happened to whatever I was doing. Maybe I was brushing my teeth after I'd shaved and all that. I looked down and 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 um, I think I was maybe even scooping water from the from the faucet to my mouth to rinse my mouth out after I brushed my teeth and and I just happened to look at one of my hands. There were no warts on it at all. At, I mean, at all. Then I looked at the other one. There were no warts on it at all. And you know what? It, it, I thought, well, look at that. Well, looky, looky. God did what he said. He answered my prayer. Now, you know, I was young when that happened, but I've followed that through the years, hundreds, maybe I could say thousands of times with all kinds of little things that happen in life and things that happen to you. And I've just always believed God to keep my body well. Now, recently, I'm going to end with this and we'll go today, but uh, I told you about a, a bump that occurred. I actually had a bump that appeared on my arm. I think it was late February. And there was just a bump on my on my right forearm, and it was about. Uh, in fact, I'm looking now where it was. It was about three inches from where my watch is on my right hand. I'm left-handed, so where I'm a watch on my right. And and there was this bump that developed, and um, you know it began to grow, and it was really red and irritated looking, you know. And uh, and then March came. We went to the men's encounter. You know, and I taught at that the first part of March, and that and that thing had gotten a whole lot bigger, and uh, and then March came and gone. March, April, that thing continued to grow, and then May came, and boy, it was really growing. I thought, what in the world? And the enemy said, Well, Mitch, that's he's probably got skin cancer, and you know, the longer you wait, the deeper it goes. So you better go get that thing cut off. And I said, Whoa, 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 whoa. 
not going to, no, wait a minute. And I know God and I know how faith works. So let me tell you what I did to start with. Okay, maybe to help you. So, so to start, well, you know what I did? I went, I went on, on Amazon. I found some, uh, I found some, some wart things that you put on warts, you know, little drops and such, just like I did when I was 22 years old. And they came and, and I was, I actually put a drop on there and the Lord convicted me and said, Mitch, what you doing? I said, what do you mean what am I doing? I said, remember what happened when you were young and he reminded me of the warts that were on my hand when I was 22 years old and how all of them disappeared. I said, he said, why, why aren't you doing the same thing now? I said, whoa, whoa. I said, you got a point, Lord, I'm wrong. And so I repented and, uh, and uh, I just threw that, I just said, I'm not doing it and I didn't. And that day I laid hands on my own arm and I cursed the, the whatever that was on my arm, whether it was a wart or whatever, I know when I put that wart stuff on there, it got really, really red, and it was not, not good. So I cursed it in Jesus' name. You say, well, you're so simplistic. Why don't you just go to the doctor? Because I could, but see, I want to choose to keep my faith built up in God's Word. Again, nothing wrong with going to a doctor. That's what you want to do, fine with me. But for me, I want to exercise my faith in God's Word before I do anything. And that's what I chose to do. And you know what happened? I think I believed God started praying maybe early May for this thing. And you know what? I consciously refused to look at it, yada, yada. Of course, you know, uh, short sleeve shirts, you can't help but see it. And, you know, people are going to see it and all that. And But I didn't care. I just started believing I never see. You know what happened? That thing, every, you know, every once in a while, I'm grooming myself, bathing, whatever. I, I would say, and that thing began to shrink. It, I cursed it. In Jesus' name, and ask God to heal it. Curse the life source in it. And I'm looking at it right now while I'm talking. It's gone. That thing is completely gone. See, what did that show me? shows me that faith still works the same now as it did when I was 22 years old. Whatever you desire when you pray, believe you receive, you'll have. Jesus said, speak to the mountain. Be removed, be cast into the sea. And if you speak and believe, it'll happen. See, you know, I want to encourage you. Always expect God to honor his word in your life. If you do, young or old, God will come through for you. Weak faith looks at circumstances. Strong faith believes and acts on the promises of God. I hope you have a fantastic day, and God bless you. We'll talk about this more next time. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Victory Church Weekly Podcast. I hope you're able to get something out of the message today. Uh, Before you leave, please make sure uh, that you subscribe or leave a review on whatever platform that you're listening from. Uh, Doing this goes a long way in helping us reach a wider audience. Lastly, if you want to reach out with questions, concerns, prayer requests, or comments about today's content, you can email me at pastor at victorychurchraleigh.com. I would love to hear from you. Now go out there and be all that God created you to be today. God bless you.